Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Harbor Marine, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MarnotheWest.com. And don't forget about the, well, you can't forget about the live video feed, because we're coming to you live and on location from Everett's Bayside Marine home of the 30th annual Everett Coho Derby. Uh, just just a wonderful event that uh, has been part of angling lore and literature around here for you know, a long, long time and, uh, you know, great history associated with it. And some of that we're going to go through today, but basically it's, it's the largest salmon derby on the West coast. And, and that's, it's really undisputed in, in that title. Um, the event is going to produce winners this weekend, $10,000 dollars $10,030 for first half of that for second and, and, and 2,500 for third, um, just, just a great event and, and can't wait to watch it unfold. Uh, the weigh-in's going to be a little different this year. The weigh-in's going to be over, uh, over at Harbor Marine, um, and the port of Edmonds as well. So that's, that's going to be kind of a little change, but the, uh, the Derby itself is going to take place. The, the award's going to take place, um, here at Bayside Marine. And that's going to be tomorrow afternoon at about three 30, uh, you know, once they compile all the prizes and stuff. And, and one thing that's that's, you know, really cool that, that's, that we've been seeing this year is probably something close to the best coho run that we've seen in, in a couple different, in a couple decades. Um, there, there's really, there's no disputing that at all. By, by, any, by any measure, the amount of coho that, that we've seen this year is, you, you know, in, in both size, individual size of the fish, but also in, uh, but also in numbers has just been tremendous. Joey Pyburn now joins us after shopping, uh, doing a little boat shopping here at Bayside. How you Sorry. doing? How you doing there, Parker? Good. I was I was uh, out there checking out the Boston Whaler, the the <laughs> Seahawk colored Boston Whaler. Jeff has some really cool little Boston Whaler 17 footers in here, also oh, in yeah. the console. Cool old boats. That's 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 where my my love of Boston Whalers starts and stops right there. That's the hey, we footers. we, we but, had a great time up at Rivers Inlet in our our little we did 17 the footer. Montauks yes the Montauks yeah no question about it. Um, so it, it's uh, the Everco Derby's been a, a really cool event and and they one of the reasons is they they embrace a lot of younger anglers. There's a complete youth division. Um, adults have to buy a ticket, but they just issue youth tickets. So we're going to see a lot of a lot of anglers today, a lot of new anglers, um, you know, just participating, catching a fish and getting a prize. I promise if you've got a kid, you can buy tickets until 8 a.m. this morning over at over at Harbor Marine and uh, you can pick up a kid's ticket. And if you bring the kid here tomorrow afternoon, whether he gets to fish or not or catches a fish or not, he's going to leave with a prize. He's going to get a prize. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and just getting these kiddos out, you know, on a year where we have so much abundance. There's so many fish out there. What we saw yesterday was a, a flush of new coho that pushed in probably from the straits with that little system we had. There's a lot of fish out there right now. Hopefully, 
uh, guys can get out early here before this this blow really gets cranking too much. Um, it's a little bit of a southeast, so there will be some places guys can tuck in. And I heard heard pretty good reports yesterday from just this side, the inside around Mukatio on the shoreline there. Guys got into some really good coho. Oh, man. You know, we heard great reports down to the bottom end of Area 10. And, and just to... Just to clarify that the Everett Coho Derby is open in 8, 9, and 10, and all freshwater river systems that are open to coho fishing right now. Yep. So, and and that's the wild card with this event. And, and that's quite often, quite often, we see the largest fish. In fact, I've seen years where wind, place, and show have come from the Snohomish and or the Skagit, and even the Stilly stepping up with a big coho or two. Yeah, you know, talk, I talked to a lot of guys yesterday that have been kind of banging away on the rivers, and the coho fishing has been really tough. Oh, and, and, it, and it's so frustrating. It's Yeah, you know, Todd Daniels has been on the on the water pretty much every day, and he said, gosh, you pull up and you see all these coho, and, and he goes, and you get two. Yeah. And then it just shuts yep. down. But then he said they're just following and following and following. So guys are kind of racking their brain trying to figure out how to catch those things i had a couple guys reach out this week and they're like hey what about fresh sand shrimp you know they can't use eggs still on on the snowhomer system um but i think this year you know we're probably going to see a saltwater fish win this thing just because it's been so tough in the river and there's still so many pinks in the river and and todd said still flooding in fish with sea lice so all those fish that have moved have been probably stacked up right out here in front. And on these tides, they're moving up the river. Guys are catching tons of pinks up there. But I'll bet you the the winner comes out of the salt this year. Uh, there's going to be a lot of guys on the water. We oh, saw man. a lot of guys out oh, there pre-fishing man. yesterday. And uh, it's going to be busy out there today. You know, we haven't seen a ton of... Of I just thought we would be seeing more bigger fish or hearing of them, right? Yes. Yeah. The There's average, a lot of really nice fish. The average size is up a couple three pounds from last year. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. But every now and then, with the amount of fish that we've been bringing in, you would expect to see a toad. And I can't look you in the eye right now and tell you that we've got one over over 11 pounds. No. I mean, a couple that are pushing 10. Yeah. But that's about it. I've heard, you know, obviously we hear, you hear of the, the 12, 13, right. maybe 14 pounder occasionally. And, and it took a 10 and three quarters, I think, to win gutted the Edmonds. And gutted and gilled. gilled. So that's a 14 pound hook nose all day long, mm-hmm. right? You know, you talked to Brandon Mason of, of Olson's Mason Resort out CQ yesterday. What was, what was he saying with regard, because that's always the deal. When, when you're standing around waiting for the derby to hit at 3.30, oh, there's a 20-pounder coming in from CQ. Yeah, oh, right. there's a, well, yeah, that, that, that went on for years. Oh, there's a 19-pounder there's a, there's a coming in from the sketch. Somebody always starts that rumor, right? Yeah, but, well, they're, but, they're seeing really nice-sized coho out there. He's, he's seen a couple come across, uh, a 15 and a 17 are the yeah. biggest so far. <laughs> um, he said it's, it's been a little tough out there for guys. He said the morning, early morning. Yeah. Yeah. First light bite has been great, and then guys are kind of struggling a little bit. Well, after and that's that. kind of what we saw yesterday morning too. We got uh, we we got our dear friend Dr. Chris Beard and probationary firefighter Timmy Beard, and, yeah. he worked, and he's a Snohomish County. Yes. 
And did you get the Snohomish? Okay, yeah, he, yeah. he's the, the Machias. Okay, there we go. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they got a little rescue drill station there. So um, hats off to hats off to you, Snohomish. And Tim's Parker. a stick. He is a good. He's a good angler. He's a good angler. He's the, a good there's angler. not very many Just, guys who I let run my side of the boat. Right. And Tim was running my side of the he's boat. He's completely and... overcome the the faulty coaching from his father, Chris Beard. <laughs> you know, and, and you Doctor Plug Popper. Doctor Doctor Plugbuster. Yeah, Plugbuster. Plug yes. <laughs> so, uh, but long story short, though. We what we saw yesterday will 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 probably be similar to what is going to go on today. But at first light, we had the we had the shotgun rods, the weighted rods out back, really stand up and, and get whack 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 right. And and then and then kind of things moved a little bit deeper. But we had two things working against us yesterday. One was you know absolutely clear sky. So as that as that sun hit the water, fish drove down. But it was a pretty good flood we were working on. And then by the time that sun hit the water, we had max flood current happening. And, and that slowed down a little bit. But still, dude, we're, we're, we're talking about a morning where we had 14, 15 hookups by 9 o'clock. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I mean it, 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 it did change, though, you know, in the early part of the season, the bite just went on all day. It didn't yeah, matter. Yeah. I, I'd get home from fishing with you and i talked to my neighbor ryan bayless and i'm like gosh you should go out there the fishing's phenomenal he's like well what's the tide doing i said look it doesn't matter just go out there the fishing's good all day yeah now we're seeing these fish are definitely there's bites the bites on you better take advantage because it's not going to stay on all day or it hasn't as of late And, and guys are gonna have to watch the weather today I mean, we have, you know, and, and welcome to the first day of fall, right? And, and it's and, here. And also welcome to uh, the the state of Washington hunting and fishing day. It's also National Hunting and Fishing Weekend, and, and there's a ton to do. Um, the pheasant release site's opening up for, for, for the youth, for, for the, the kiddos. Well, no, for everybody this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Last, right. last week, uh, it was, it was geezers and kids. Yes. Right. This week, every, anybody can hunt the fall yes, release as of sites. today. Uh, the kid, yeah. kiddos got waterfowl today. Waterfowl today. Yep. So that, and that's, that's going to be a cool deal too, because just enough weather. Yeah. So we've got a little bit of wind. A little bit it of feels wind. like duck hunting out there. Yeah. No question about it. So that, that's going to be cool to see too. Um, but then, you know, the, and then coming up this week, here we go. You got you got high buck that mm-hmm. takes place this week and and yeah welcome to the last week last full weekend of September dude first day of fall crazy yeah this this is gonna be these next two days are gonna be probably the last two days of fishing for a lot of these boaters and then the boat goes on the trailer and and uh, you know they're gonna hang it up for a bit until we get maybe a, a opportunity at some winter crab yeah yeah and that's and and we while well, we haven't heard much about that yet I I think. We're probably going to see something soon in, in, in October. And don't look now, but a week from tomorrow is October. Yeah. <laughs> I went online and, and uh, reported my, my crab catch Good. record card. Make sure you do that, guys. They use that information to uh, gather all that info. And you can so save 10 bucks. You save 10 bucks, and, and that's what they use to, to get us that winter crab season. So. Yep, important to do that. All right, we're going to pop out of here for a quick break. Um, it is the first weekend of fall. There's also something happening come Monday we need to talk about that uh, may help their fishing in the in in, in the rivers. Definitely going to help. Uh, it's called the pitter patter principle. <laughs> We're going to discuss it next segment. Coming to you live in one location from Bayside Marine, site of the 30th Annual Code Derby. Give us give us a minute or two. We'll be right back here in the outdoor line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. 
From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports 710, Seattle Sports app. Coming at you live and on location from Bayside Marine, site of the 30th annual Everett Coho Derby. And we had to break into the place, so Jeff Lalone, here's your key back oh, right yeah, there. There we you. go. We only Next made six copies. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. Why are you faking so, this so much so anymore? We, I know you got a bunch <laughs> of keys. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, we, we little little change in schedule here. Jeff, you're gonna you're gonna head out on the water here, so you walked by. We figured we'd grab you now and do you a segment early, and we'll kind of cover uh, the, the 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 fall approaching here uh, in, in the next segment. But uh, thanks for all you do, man. And and this is such a wonderful venue. And uh, if this weather forecast kind of plays out, it may be nice that you're going to be undercover for the awards tomorrow at 3:30, Jeff Lalone. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we missed it by a couple of days for that beautiful couple of days that we just had, but I think it's going to be okay. It's not going to be a washout or anything, and the wind feels pretty good this morning. And I think we're good. So yeah, and you're going out with a couple just rank amateurs. This oh yeah, yeah, these guys. I, I saw them on the street, and I just kind of <laughs> said, "Hey, you guys know anything about fishing?" And uh, pretty soon they're kind of trying yeah. to give me some tips. So yeah, so, I'm going to take you, a little you, bit. We, of, we we watch your crew just walked by <laughs> yeah. here. Gary so, Krein came up and he just put his hands up. He goes, where, where do we catch fish out there? <laughs> yeah, I know it. So you're taking out Gary Krein, noted charter operator, been running the waters around here for at least 35, 40 years. Yeah. And and, and John Martinez, who has been here since since the geologic rock formations, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, running, you know, the, the legendary John Sporting Goods for so many years and just basically uh, fishing guru status here locally. So, so yeah, initially, you know, and, and you had to screw up my show sheets too because yeah, we had we, we were gonna we were gonna interview Gary Crying personally, but now he's gonna he's gonna come to us a little bit later today uh, uh, via the phone. But now that's that's gonna be a fun day for you guys. Oh yeah, just so lucky. I mean, I see those guys around and just to you know listen to them and get a little bit of knowledge from them. And then you know we didn't plan anything. I just happened to call Gary on Friday because I thought I think I'll go and I you know it'd be fun if Gary would go. And sure, I called him and he's like, no, no, I'm not going in the I'm derby. Going. I'm done. <laughs> no, no, and. So then I'm kind of thinking, who else is going to go? And then a few hours later, he calls me back. He says, you find anybody to go yet? And I said, no. <laughs> you he was sitting at home thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, he like, did. Right. You planted the seed, and it sprouted quite quickly oh, yeah. to, the, to the point where I see evidence that you guys are actually entering the derby. Oh, because yeah. there's, no, three, there's three derby tickets no, right wait, there. Now, yeah. wait a minute. Listen, if you three go out there <laughs> and you win that derby, there's, there is going to be a mob there's that yeah. shows up here with sticks and Pitch, bats pitch and pitchforks and torches. Dude. He, he talked about what charity, if in fact <laughs> we did win, we would have to donate it to, so we didn't get mobbed. Yeah. So uh, the 30th annual, we, we gotta we gotta say some names here. We Man. have to say some names. We've got to say um, Jim Brock, one of the one of the old Everett Salmon Steelhead guys. We gotta we gotta say Mac McReynolds. God rest the souls and both of those guys. Remember yeah. Mac McReynolds from the old Olympic Boat Center, and he oh, he yeah, helped yeah, he helped get this right. thing cranking. It used to be Olympic Boat Center used to be at the Everett Mall exit yeah. to your right as you're heading south on I-5, and that's where the awards were for a couple. I remember because because Kathy and I took Matt and Sophie to like one of the first derbies, and they had these cool little prizes. Matt had a jug, a water jug that he carried around for years, dude, from that <laughs> derby and Olympic Boat Center. He just you couldn't take that thing out of his hand that in his Ichiro hat and then um and then of course Mark Spada it was oh, yeah. a big push yep, yep in this thing and ran it for years and years and years and now and now our friend Dave Miller has really yeah. stepped up and done this but without 
you know, through 30 years yeah. to have this derby be so successful, millions of dollars in prizes, yeah, yeah. dozens of boats given away, yep. you know, and, and just something that the, that the local angling community has looked at and looked forward to for decades. I know. And I, and I always say the same, same thing every year that, you know, it's an event, it's a family event. It, Some, it might maybe the, the one or two here. times that yeah. families get together and, and just spend that quality time out on the water yeah. and, you know, and catching fish this year, like you guys were talking earlier, the fishing has been so spectacular. So put that in perspective for us because Joey and I've been hammered. Well, and you and I've and Joey have been out several times this this summer too. Put a perspective for me, dude. When's the last time you saw coho fishing? Uh, I I can't remember if I've ever seen it this good. To see that cleaning table as busy as it is, I mean, it's just going crazy. And and people are so happy. Oh my god! And they're nice fish. They are. I mean, it's just not like you're catching a couple little coho. I mean, these these you know seven eight pounder consistent fish is just just spectacular. It's really yeah, really. It's good. great to see. And, and back to the derby a little bit. Uh, I remember it as a young, young kid, it was over here. Yeah, on the grass. On the yeah, grass. Exactly. And for kids especially, I remember, you know, I always got a prize. You yep. always got a prize. You yeah. got, and if you caught a nice fish, you got a really nice prize. And just for kids, you know, you add the fishing with the derby and the prize. And the public and, recognition and, standing yeah, up there on the podium. Yeah, absolutely. and it's just such a great thing for the absolutely, kids, man. Absolutely, man. It's a great thing. Yeah, no question about it. And, and and the plan is just to keep it moving forward. A little different this year. You used to be, uh, we, you weighed in fish here. Now it's going to be around the corner at, at Harbor Marine. You can still buy tickets this morning. And like Joey and I mentioned earlier, if you got a kid that's interested in fishing, I'm going to come get a free ticket. Yeah, absolutely. And show up yeah. tomorrow afternoon. And, get and the prize. kid's going to get a prize. Yeah. You know, that, and that's what it's all about so then but then the the actual prize ceremony is inside the dry stack yep. and your guys worked till late last night getting things switched over to you know, to make that the venue that it is for this event yep we'll so. finish it up tonight and then uh, you know tomorrow they got food truck and they've got a dessert truck and they salmon got, for soldiers beer yeah, garden it's just going to be a great event again yeah, yeah, yeah every year yeah. so so now for for a lot of people and, and, and it should mention that you're here in Jeff alone this morning. And, of course, we're coming to you live and on location, Bayside Marine, site of the 30th annual Everett Coho Derby. For a lot of anglers, and, and us included, this is kind of the end of the big hour rack up on the boats, right? Yep, absolutely. What are some of the things that guys need to think about with regard to their boats, their motors, their trailer, their gear, to kind of not just prolong the life of things but get ahead of the maintenance bug and maybe save them some bucks come springtime yeah you know it's interesting over the last five years or so that it's kind of changed i mean people used to bring their boat in uh after the season and say winterize it i'll bring it back to you in the spring and and then we'll kind of do our service and blah 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 now after this you know the co kind of start thinning out they're gonna bring their boat in and say just fix everything I just, I don't want to see you in the spring. I know you guys are yeah. three weeks backed yeah, up. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's yeah, that's just, smart. it is. I mean, people have learned just bring it in. I'm not, I don't need it for a month or two yeah. months or three months or whatever. Just fix it and fix everything. So next year I can do this again. Right. You know, get after it. So it, it's really changed in the last five years, how the, how the service side of it has, 
has gone and uh, and people have gotten smarter because people have been stuck on the beach when they're like, hey, I'm not in a big hurry. I don't need it till tomorrow. And you go, oh, yeah. Whoa, yeah. we can't yeah. even look yeah. at it for three weeks. <laughs> well, no, it's just a five-minute job. It's just yeah. easy. No, you don't and understand. I'm like, this. Yeah, I got 100 five-minute jobs that I got to get done. So the, the, the learning curve kind of got uh, So you have less people up. showing up on the – third of july absolutely <laughs> way less way less good, yeah good. absolutely well yeah. And, and the same thing we've been talking about the trailer side of things too and i picked up my trailer day before yesterday mm-hmm. at uh at, at, at bickford they they went through the whole thing and, and and that's what maggie told me too she goes look this is the best way to do it we have time to do it this time of year your trailer's going to sit with fresh lube all winter long mm-hmm. now Right. And, and that's absolutely key because that accelerates that accelerates wear just just like anything else. So but for somebody that doesn't want to bring it in, what do, what, have, what do guys need to do on, on their on the fuel side of their boat on the maintenance side? Well, hope, so it sounds like the gas docks open uh, oh, as is. of this morning okay, at good. eight o'clock. They're going to open. Which that's is a good, good public service announcement. Yeah, right there you there. go. Yeah. Um, and so and that's non-ethanol fuel. So right. the non-ethanol is the best way to go because it lasts longer. It collects less moisture in it. It's better for especially some of these older motors. So the non-ethanol fuel with some stabilizer of some sort, I'm not a STP, no. you know, O'Reilly's fan of, of that stuff, but like some stable or two plus four, some, you know, some manufacturers, good fuel conditioner, run that through, make sure you run it on the hose and flush it out. If it's going to sit for any length of time, get that salt water out of it and rinse and everything off a good spray underneath the hood with some WD 40 or LPS two, and just kind of get stuff, you know, so the salt's just, you know, just not stuck. And I just like your trailer, you know, sitting there with old salty stuff on it, just, uh, you know, just sits there and eats away at it. So get it, get it rinsed off and spray it down and, and uh, let it kind of pickle it up a little bit. Do you recommend guys run um, the ethanol-free fuel all year? Or I mean, a lot of guys, are their trailer and their boats, it can be hard to find out there. There are some places where you can get it, some stations. But you could run regular fuel all season, and then as winter, you know, as you're getting ready to put your boat away, find that ethanol-free fuel, fill it up, make sure it's run through the motor and then that's how you then some stable and put it away or what do well, you recommend I, I just think the ethanol fuel in general is a better fuel for the motor especially so it's, the newer ones have such a, a, a you know a, an advantage because you know if you get some crappy fuel that are gonna um, you know reduce the timing a little bit they're gonna keep it from pinging and rattling and knocking the older stuff didn't have that so the newer engines can can get away with the run and some of this you know not as good a fuel but you know, you're spending twenty thousand dollars on a motor, and yeah. why not give it its best shot and to put some good fuel in it? And and you don't know, you don't know how things change. All of a sudden, you know, you got your non-ethanol fuel in there, and you're going to go out a time or two more, but something happens and you don't go. So now the thing sits there with right. that that fuel in there. So I just think we're fortunate, you know, with the Port of Everett's uh, got non-ethanol Edmonds, and you know, it's just it's just better for it. But you know, like you say, some sometimes it's just not convenient to you know if you your trailer boater and you save a few bucks too so you know in in the worst case scenario you know yeah absolutely just you know for your last tank of fuel can be a non-ethanol that's best for it but so but bottom line is if there's a if there's a lube change it whether it's in the lower unit yeah, or the crankcase yeah absolutely if, any any filter that you can find change it yep, okay yep. and do all this stuff in the fall zincs take a look at those and and i swap those every year too but that's just some of the basic deals all right nuts and bolts of coho fishing 
you're going out with two of the saltiest, crustiest, <laughs> grumpiest. No. Oh, those guys aren't grumpy. No, They're happy. Especially so, they get a fish in there. All right, They're not where, but the conversation, I mean, Gary Krein, he's got an idea where he wants to go. John Martinez has an idea. Where, where are you guys going to go? What are you going to use? How are you going to, what do you, and, I am and going you wherever fish? they want to go. I'm using whatever they tell me to use and I'm doing whatever they want me to do. So, we, I don't know that we have a plan. Uh, gotcha. you know, I taught, I, so the, you know, I told you Gary, I'd, I'd called him and he said no. And then calls cut back a couple hours. So John, when I, I'm walking down the dock and I see John yesterday and I'm like, I should ask him if he wants to yeah, go with yeah. us. So I got, Hey John, we're, we're going to, uh, me and Gary are fishing tomorrow. You should jump in with us. He said, no, no, I got to do no, yard no, work. No, I got, I, I said, yard work can wait. And he's like, nah, I've been planning this. And then <laughs> I've been planning. Yard yeah, work? yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh cause God. the weather, cause the weather's going to be done. So then about, so I walked down to my boat and I'm doing something. And all of a sudden he comes marching over. He says, you know, I thought about that. I, I will oh, no. jump in. With well, you. <laughs> you you think about it, and you hear how good the fishing is, and you just yeah, keep yeah. So it's not going to last forever. It's so not. No, and, it, and, it, and they're like drug addicts. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. They, we are. They, we are. They are. They are yeah. We are. It, Coho crack it, addicts. There we go. Yeah. They both say no initially, and yep. then. They're thinking about it. And like, oh, well, I don't have to, I don't have to take well, my then you boat hear, out. You go on Jeff's boat. All right. I got to do is go out there and fish. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Jeff, thanks for stopping in, buddy. We appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to, uh, we'll try to sneak out of your office with a minimum of damage. Yeah. Morning, no worries. Good luck. Let us know how you do, but basically anywhere you want to go in, in, in area eight right now has been really, really solid. I've heard of fish from Camino head. I've, we've heard of fish up, up in eight, one, two, um, we've a lot of, even, even around Hat Island, they're getting them possession. There's just lousy with them from the bait box to the East bar, to the Southern tip of the bar to West bar yesterday was really good. And Ship. North of that yeah. is really, really solid. Yeah. I yeah. think the salties are going to be somewhere off of the West side of the bars. I think so too. Where they're going to take me, where they're going to point me. Yep, yep. Yep. You know, and, and double bluff, if you want to get away from yeah, people, that's yeah. going to have fish. Yeah, um, foul be... weather bluff is yeah. there's going to have fish lagoon point. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the Muckleteo shoreline from, from Humpy Hollow, from Elliott Point on down to the shipwreck, that has fish, and, and particularly early in the morning. That's been really solid, um, and guys are starting off at that 100-foot line just off the shipwreck, and you're going to find some biters in there, Joey, and, and all the way down to Meadow Point, West Point, and Area 10 has been solid. I mean, the shipping lanes, I mean, the cool thing this year is there's really no wrong call. Yeah, yeah, they're going to they're gonna be everywhere. It's just going to be a little better somewhere than somewhere else, but um, we're going to give it a go. All right, buddy. All right, all right well, thank you so luck. much. We yeah, yeah, it. thank you guys good for luck. having let me. It. Thanks for yeah. doing the remote here, and thanks for all you guys do for this fishery too, Matt. Appreciate let us, it. Uh, let us know how you do this morning, buddy. Will do. And Bye, you're man. checking in with Gary at 720? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. All, right, all right. Yeah, well, so I you mean, guys I got to have a couple in the I gotta, box. Gotta, I got to keep up. I got to know what you guys are doing. I know. You know, this is, we're doing it. We're doing an informational radio show. I know. Show you guys to, do it. We have to do a lot of And you're doing a fine job. And you're doing a fine job. According to you and my mommy. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. both our, well, I talked to your mom. I don't know about that. Yeah, both our listeners. Exactly. Yeah. All right, dude. Thank you. See you later. Talk soon, Jeff. All right. So there we go. Now. Now we got to kind of talk about this weather system coming in, Joey, because it is definitely, it's going to move these fish. It's going to change things fundamentally in the rivers. Going to make life easier on some of our hunters, too. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see this. I mean, I have a, a muzzleloader elk come, you know, starts on the 7th of October. And, boy, that, that long, dry, hot summer we had was not going to lead to a very successful early muzzleloader hunt. We, and 
as much as I don't want to be back there in the rain, it's it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's going to yeah. get those elk switching over and, and then the rut will get kicking in. This is what we need. And, and for, you know, everything else coming up, you know, waterfowl season, all of our hunting opportunities, you need some weather. The prognostication is for the pitter-patter principle to be in play come Monday. What are we talking about? Give us a couple minutes. We're right back here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Welcome to the Tech Line, presented by BOMAC here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. We've been given the... Bomac Tai totes a bit of a workout here this week. Here comes Dave Miller, the chairman of the Derby. Hey, Dave. Man. How you doing? Hey, Ooh, look pick, at that. Pick, hey, pick up a microphone. Pick up, pick up a mic here real quick. That's 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 a cool thing about about live radio. So what 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 do we have Ooh, here? Look at what that, do we Dave. have here? This is the thirtieth annual Everett Coho Derby, uh, 4.0 Gold Star Kingfisher. That's really, really cool, dude. Isn't that cool? That's Kelly, awesome. Yeah, Kelly Morrison made those up for it this year, so it's a, it's a nice tribute. You know, we're really pushing the 30th year quite hard this year, so it's going to be fun. Because you added $30 to the ten grand. Yeah, that's right. And the five grand. <laughs> and the, yeah, yeah. yeah. All three of the prizes. <laughs> yeah, and we have a 30th place prize. So often you go to a derby and come in 30th place and win a great prize. How do you angle for that one? That's That's got to be, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Seven and a half, let's, let's, let's gut this one. <laughs> See if we can end up with 30th, yeah. So, so, uh, so Dave Miller, um, you know, we, we mentioned some, uh, some old venerable names of the Everett Coho Derby earlier in the show, oh, good. you know, Jim Brock, you sure. know, one of the heroes of the faith with regard to the, uh, Everett Salmon Steelhead Club, um, Mac McReynolds, God rest their souls of both those gentlemen, right? Mac was a big push. And of course, um, your, your predecessor chairman of the Derby, Mark Spada, Mark right? Spada, I mean, yeah. So we don't, you don't, you don't get to the 30th year of event like this without those, without those stalwarts. Not at all. You know, tomorrow, excuse me. Yeah. Tomorrow, Sunday. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have uh, Fabian, Mark and the Jim Brock family up on stage. Nice. Kind of honoring for the 30 years. So yeah. For Fabian Lomas. Yeah. Yeah. Was, it was yeah. Fabian's idea. Oh, oh, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and what a great idea it's turned out to be. Oh, yeah, I, I I I regret not mentioning Fabian earlier because yeah, Fabian Lomas used to run uh, Jerry's surplus here on uh, you know on on, on Broadway and Everett right exactly. for years. He used to exactly, used yeah. to compete with John Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> Sporting you know, If you couldn't find it at John's, you could find it at Jerry's right down right, the road. Yeah. Right down the road, right, Jerry's right. surplus. Wow. Yeah. No, it's going to be a good thing. So anyway, we just wanted to stop by and say thank you guys for all the support you guys give the Derby and and. Um, here we go. Yeah, so, here we go. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta this this weekend showing up has to be something of a um, anxious relief, right? I mean, you're you you couldn't stop it now if you had to, right? We we could not. You know, our ticket sales are really good. You know, currently we're at uh, eighteen seventy nine. You're always kind of gun for yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, between eighteen hundred yeah. and two thousand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're doing good with ticket sales. It's you know a couple more than last year. So a little blustery out there today, but it looks like tomorrow might lay down a little bit. So that's a lot of folks out on the water today. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, and that's just the paid. I mean, there's there's several hundred more free kids admissions. I'm I'm sure. You know, you're you're, you're likely to have more than two thousand people here. Oh, easy. Yeah, yesterday, easily. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just yeah. gonna be interesting. It's gonna be good. It's yeah. gonna be good. But no quick. Well, the, thanks, the, man. We appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for the spoons. No. And thanks for all you do, and and uh, keep in touch, my friend. Yep. Thank are you. Guys. Are, so, what's the rest of your day look like? Well, so I'm over at Harbor till eight o'clock selling tickets oh, to, the last, right. yeah. to the last minute, and then we gotta do some uh, you know staging setup for the weigh-in sure. and then uh, pick up our stage and 
then maybe go home and get a couple hours of sleep before tomorrow. <laughs> there we go. That'd be good. <laughs> and so people can stop by and get free kids tickets today, too, still, till, they, till 8 o'clock. They sure can at, yeah. Har- at Harbor at Marine. At Harbor Marine, right yep. around the corner. Well, thanks, yep. Dave. We appreciate it, uh, Thanks, yeah, guys. Thanks, Dave. Right, man. Appreciate you, it, guys. You, thank you. You betcha. So uh, there we go. Yeah. So now don't think, don't think that spoon is going anywhere but right on the boat, Joe. I mean, come on. <laughs> So that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll have to we'll we'll, cool. we'll send a picture of that one out. So uh, that's that's kind of a cool commemorative deal. So 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 right now, I, I mean, and and I had to I had to learn this lesson the hard way, but we're just getting enough light here from the Everett waterfront now, where we're getting a picture of our winds aloft. Yeah, we're seeing the clouds moving a little bit. And so when when you see the clouds overhead moving that fast you know they're dragging some surface winds along with them mm-hmm. and when the movement of clouds is from the south to the north you also know that, that we're on the edge of a front because that those those that circular the circulation is is counterclockwise around a low pressure system which is absolutely arriving we're in the leading edge of it right now but come monday you know you don't have to be a, a meteorologist to know that a deepening low sitting off our coast is going to get us windy and get us wet, Joe. Well, and what I what I think about when I see this wind and we have a flood, you got winds from the south yep. and you got water pushing from the north. The west side of Possession Bar is going to be. It's going to get lumpy out there, yeah. guys. Um, yeah. But you guys with bigger boats or you guys that want to brave that weather out there, some of my best coho days have been... When there's when there's some chop, when yeah. there's some waves yeah. on the water, when you have this light, this you know overcast, uh, low light situation, the coho fishing can be really really solid, and you can fish up, you can fish, keep them in the upper water column. Yeah, and that's fish fish right. Those shotgun rods should be skipping in the waves. <laughs> I mean, we we saw them yesterday. Oh, they're jumping next to the boat. Well, and and I check my because uh, I'm running bait on my side. Are of the you boat. trying to say I'm, I don't check mine? Is that what you're trying? Well, to say? you're running your squid, <laughs> so you, you don't have to check it as often. I have to, if I'm moving around the boat and I'm not watching that rod tip, if it gets whacked, I'm not fishing anymore. So every three to five minutes, I just bring yep. bring my stuff up, still attached to the downrigger. I bring it right up to the top. I look back there and I check it and I send it right back down. And yesterday, I bring it up. And, you know, it's right behind the boat, right behind the prop, prop wash. And there's like five coho <laughs> swimming around back there. They're following, swirling on the surface, following, following, but following, not, dude. not biting. And, and I run it back down and, you know, there's always a coho or two following your gear. hundred, yeah, hundred percent. Switch, switch up your speed. Yep. Pull that thing out of gear, slow down, kick it into gear, go fast, Dude. raise it up and down a few feet, move it around, and and we see that trigger bites all the time. You remember the remember the old movie, uh, Sean Connery movie, Hunt for Red October? Yes. Crazy Ivan, baby. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know the the the, the, the Russian <laughs> sub operators would just stop the you know, turn left. And so get get their get their sonar ray out of the screw wash so they could hear behind them, right? And so mm-hmm. you go ninety degrees. And so we've we've adopted that that phrase too. Is like, listen, if they're not biting, we're marking a bunch of fish. Crazy Ivan, you ninety degrees, turn as hard as you can. And sometimes then the, those coho that are following will will interpret that as escape behavior, and you get bit. I I can't tell you the amount of times in the past month that we pulled a crazy Ivan and and lit up at least one or two rods. Yeah, and, and you you got to remember when you 
make a hard turn like that, your inside rod slows way down and your outside rod speeds up. And that's the kind of stuff that triggers bites. It, these, these coho are, they're predators that, 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 that triggers that predatory response of, of prey trying to get away, slowing down, in, dropping back into their yeah. face or speeding away from them. Um, so you gotta, you gotta mix it up out there. And, and that's one thing about a, a rough day. If you're, if you're towing into the waves, your boat is, is slowing down. It's getting rocked sideways. And that for a reason always seems to trigger bites, especially on these, these rough, uh, low level, light level days. It's going to be interesting to see what happens out there today. It's going to be more interesting to see when this weather actually hits and we get the first fall rains. I mean, gang, those of you that have been watering your lawn, you're kind of done with that today, mm-hmm. right? You can take up the sprinkler for the season because uh, it, it, it's it's coming in hot and heavy. And so when it does, our rivers are going to receive their first honest to goodness flush of water and and it was funny because before the show we already looked at some some regional numbers in fact you keyed in on the on the number of coho going up over or, or trucked up over sunset falls right um on, you know coming over 5800 coho yeah, already over up in the upper south fork that's, right now. that's a that's, big that's number pretty nice that's a and, big number and that's without having a big flush yeah. of water to, to get those fish up the river the other thing we're going to see is these rivers are temperatures are going to cool down a little bit uh, we're going to get a little bit of color in the water, and that is what's going to get these anglers on the river their fish. That's no question the about it. The bite will tr- come on. As soon as that water temp drops a little bit, those cohorts are going to get snappy. So so three things really happen to inspire fish movement, and, and, and one of them is what you just alluded to is, is decreasing temperatures because um, we're, we're, we're not, we're not going to see any more. Yes, you know, goodbye to 70 degrees. That was, that was yesterday, 75. You're not going to see that anymore. So decreasing temperatures is definitely going to do it. With these rains, increasing flows. That's definitely going to pull more fish into rivers and inspire bites, right? But also the, the inexorable march into the winter solstice now, we're losing daylight. The, this is the fastest period of the year in which we lose daylight is, is the, is the fall solstice, right? And, and so are the autumnal equinox, however you want to, the, the, we're at equinox, not solstice, sorry. The, 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 the autumn time of year, we're losing daylight the fastest we lose it. So this decreasing photo period does a bunch to a whole bunch of critters. It, it, it drives elk nuts. Yep. For it, one, it's what yep. triggers the elk rut for and, sure. And so you're, you know, you're going to be heading back for that muzzleloader elk hunt. Also, what's today? The 23rd, Monday, here's high buck. And and now, honest to goodness, in, in some of our highest peaks, I, I, I saw a ski resort post something yesterday. They already had their first snows in the Rockies, right? And we're going to see uh, the first dusting in the Cascades. Really magnificently timed for high buck hunters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I've been up in the high country chasing bears. And when it's hot and dry like this, Deer don't want to move. Right. They, they'll move at night. You know, last hour maybe. You might catch them out that first hour in the morning. But really, they don't want to be out there when it's hot and dry and sunny. Uh, they're going to move in the evening. Well, as we get this change in weather, we start to get cloud cover. We get some rain. That inspires those deer to be out moving more. And, and, and those deer start thinking about... 
you know, here comes fall. They're going to be more actively feeding throughout the day, sometimes all day. They'll just be out feeding. Uh, we don't see that through the, the no. late July, August months. You know, they'll they'll be a little bit more in the timber during the hot part of the day, bedded, and then coming out and feeding in the evening. It's, it's one of the most magnificent things about living in the Pacific Northwest is the really stark change of the seasons. But for the sportsman, for the angler, for the hunter, there's no more important change of the season than that from fall to winter. And that's what we're going to see out here over the next few days. And here in Washington, it can be like what we just saw yesterday was 75 75 degrees. I, I got home from fishing with you yesterday. Um, went in the house Played with my dogs for a little bit, got a few things done, went out and I sit on the deck and then I start calling all of our friends and getting fishing reports from all over the Northwest, right? And I'm sitting out on the deck and I'm like, holy cow, this This feels like a July day, you know? Uh, And then today, boom. Boom. And and it flips like a switch. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about Washington. It goes, I love it. I, I do love too. it. I do it, too. It, it, just, the, yeah, the yeah. change happens so fast, and now it's fall, and now it's hunting and, season. And you watch how the animals are going to react to it. All right, we're late for a break. I can feel Matthew Stewart in the studio back in Seattle. We're, we're, we're coming at you live and on location from the Port of Everett, which is great today because, I mean, we can see the changing light level, and we can see, the our, our, again, the clouds, our winds aloft, and how they're moving and going to affect guys out in this 30th annual edition of the Everett Coho Derby. We're going to pop out here for a quick break and coming at you with Raymarine Picks of the Week right here for live and on location. Bayside Marine site of the 30th Annual Ever Coho Derby right here. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. Whether you cruise, fish, sail, or make a living on the sea, discover industry-leading visual navigation marine technology to smooth the waves on your journey. Learn why our best-in-class boating electronics are renowned for the rugged design, reliability, and usability at raymarine.com. You're going to need the waters to be a little bit smoothed out. We just looked at the Puget Sound Marine forecast, and uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to challenge a few guys today. Yeah, but... This is perfect for all those littles out there that are sitting oh, yeah. in duck blind right now. And as of six twenty-five, the ducks are on the run. Oh, they're on the tr- they're having trouble. Yeah, the duck the ducks are getting 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 anti-aircraft fire this morning, which is wonderful. Yeah, pheasant release sites opened up today for uh, for the general for everybody populace else. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was funny. I I popped down there the other day. I was coming off the water from shrimping, and my uncle was just pulling into the release site below my place there on EB Island, and and. Uh, he was the only one there and and, um he has a method of knowing whether or not they have released birds you know these old timers figure stuff out um so you know there's not a lot of pressure out there those old timers you know they they can't really oh yeah get in that tall grass there's a ton of birds out there i think i saw in the northwest outdoor report you put 35 to 40,000 birds yeah. they release here in Washington yeah, across, annually. Across 25, 25 release, uh, release sites. sites. That's, that's a bunch of roosters, dude. It's a it's another one of those programs where it's uh, it's great for us guys who are yeah. experienced hunters, whatever. You get to get your dog out, get them some work. But it's a great way to get inexperienced hunters, new hunters, kids out, get them, get them out there on the release sites. Uh, they're open 8 to 4 p.m. every day. That's... And, and it's an easy... Uh, like starter hunt. It right? is. It you is. Know? And that's all great. 
But if I don't take Bailey the Black Lab out in yeah. the morning, she's going to leave a carpet cookie yeah. for me. I mean, she <laughs> she knows, dude. She it, feels it. Oh, absolutely. You feel that fall weather coming on. She knows it's time to go get a rooster. So don't worry. Don't don't. I'm going to get I'm going to get the dog out tomorrow morning. Um, uh, from the 206 uh, from the Everco Derby, little sporty out here on the water this morning, guys. Yeah, man. I, uh, it's, it's Derby day and we'll we'll start, we'll start getting a bunch of reports here from guys. I got a ton of guys on the water. So it's going to be interesting to see how this, this first light bite, you know, goes this morning. Um, from the, from the four two five, uh, where's the best bank fishing for silvers now? Also are the Kings on Lake Sammamish very catchable? What's the best way to hook one? You take the silvers. I'll take the Sammamish one. Uh, the West side of Whidbey Island has been really, really solid. For Um, sure. You know, you you can you can go off the west side of Whidbey Island, uh, pick your spot. I mean, North Beach, West Beach, uh, under Deception Pass down there on North Beach can be really really good this time of the year. You know, Bush on, Point. on the tide, Bush Point, Fort Casey, uh, guys will fish. You know, spinners, buzz bombs, but one of the one of the most effective ways to catch them is a cut plug herring under a float, oh, and you dude, just kind money. of let it. It's almost like fishing the river, right? And and you, that that cut plug just twinkles down there, and those coho are feeding in that upper water column, so it can be really good. And I know I got a bunch of buddies who live over there. They said they've been getting their limits every day. Sure. So that that would be my number one. Muckleteo State Park, also known as Point mm-hmm. Elliot, you can stand on that point right there. And we've and seen do that. guys oh, dragging dude. fish up on the beach when we're going. Every by. time we go by, yeah. There, there's there's fish grabbing grabbing them there. Uh, kayak, probably k- down at Edmonds on the pier. Kayak Point State Park. Yep. Okay. Uh, Seacrest Pier, Elliott Bay, you're gonna you're gonna find fish swinging on in there as well. Um, now, as we as we get more rain, we're definitely gonna see you know, this the river things come to the fore. Lake Sammamish for Chinook. Now that's an interesting one. You don't have to drive too far because you launch it you, you launch at Issaquah Creek right right at the hatchery right there, and and then you drop on out and you're gonna see these critters finning. You gotta get there at first light. Like right now, you're almost too late. But they take jigs very, very well. If you show up with one of Bob Buchanan of Bomax Puget Pounders and the new Puget Pounder rod, which is the scepter of Puget Sound, <laughs> dude, that is that is absolutely the best jig stick by designed by one of the best jig fishermen. We and we've been fishing the prototypes for mm-hmm. for over a year now, and but now Bob's got and, and things are stiffened up. The coolest thing. So let me just say this about jigging. It, it, you you need to you need a spool full of braid. The excellent thing about braid is it has no stretch and it's very limp. The problem with it is on the downstroke of the jig, what happens? It it'll wrap around the, the that yeah, the top eye of your rod. And so what did Bob do? He, he that's a slick. Dude. It's, it's designed to where when that braid wraps around, it there's nothing to hook on yes. and it just slides right off. And I noticed it right away because my jigging method is up quick and I snap the yes. rod back down to kind of throw that braid away yep. from the tip of the rod. Bingo. And I noticed, oh, I'm not getting hung up yeah. there. And then we looked at the eye and it's, it's, that's, man, that's one of those things when you're on a hot bite, the last thing you want is to be, know there's fish down there and then you get a tip wrap yep. and you're having to deal with that. Yep. And so this eliminates that. It that that is huge. For that me. is huge. That is huge. So so I would I would go jigging on top of the schools first. Then I would I would monkey with some cut plugs. 
mooching straight up and down through the water column because you're not moving your boat a whole bunch. There's not, a, but then later on in the day, you're going to, as, as those fish kind of come off the surface a little bit, you're kind of stuck to trolling and then it's a grind. And do you run downriggers? Yes. Yes. You run downriggers okay. at that point too. I've never done it. I know yeah. Todd Daniels, he, he even said, you know, he's on the Snohomish right now, but he was like, that's my stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. I've done so much. All right, we've got to hop out for a quick break. we got a stacked hour two. We're going to be right back out of the water of mixed middle outdoors. Uh, we're going to reach out to the Professor Peter Stone, Gary Cron, the Northwest Outdoor Report, presented by Bob's Heating and, Heating and Air Conditioning. Right back here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, 710 Seattle Sport app. 